And now, it's time for Steamy Potential. A podcast about great ideas for terrible TV shows. It's your hosts, Nick and Daniel. Let's do it, Nicholas. <laughs> Thank you, Danielus. And welcome to Steamy Potential, where we mm. discuss great ideas for terrible TV shows. Uh, totally fresh ideas that we have come up with and then we chat about whether or not we think that those TV ideas would get made. Exactly. You are, as always, with your hosts, Nick Conway. And Daniel Manane. <laughs> Perfect. I really thought you were going to um, do both names there. but No, 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 no. no, no, no. no. We all pull our weight here in this communist ideal utopia that podcast. I call podcastopia. Uh, <laughs> we're very excited. We just released our first uh, episode. So Massive. Which is exciting. And this is, a, this is our ninth episode. And so yeah, if you're wondering why we're not bitter because these episodes have been going <laughs> for two and a half months <laughs> and no one's listened to them, it's because... Mm-hmm. Ninth episode has been recorded some 24 hours after first episode came on. Exactly. So I feel pretty good about the whole thing. Mm. We're, we're trending up. We've had listens. We've got fans. We ourselves are still alive. And I think it's <laughs> worth always celebrating that small <laughs> miracle. Yep, yep. Um, we have a name. I don't know whether we part the curtain on <laughs> how that all came about. Should we spread that? Or whether we just leave it. Spread that kimono. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that we part the cheeks and just blow a, a little <laughs> bit of ice cream through through these uh, the the cheeks of every Tom, Dick, and Sally in the neighborhood. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, we Dan and I had a, a lot of trouble naming this. We wanted to call it Professional Friends, and there's mm. already a podcast called Professional Friends. And then we were like, okay, who the fuck would uh, I? Who's, God damn it! Who's, why would you do it, it? I mean, it's kind of a blessing and a curse because the curse being, of course, that every podcast concept and name is already taken. I mean, the blessing being that we are doing a podcast in the first place because we know they're popular. Right. And <laughs> we're, we're riding the wave really, really late, getting like far behind the wave, yeah, getting yeah, ready yeah. for the next wave. <laughs> exactly. We're probably yeah. just jumping jumping in the wave when it's flat and everyone's, there's no more waves. Mm. But No, no, no. We're bodyboarding <laughs> with our dad. In the shallows, <laughs> yeah. While all the cool kids are out on jet skis, ignoring the waves. That's right. We're yeah, we're, that's true. We're we're trying to get on the wave, which is more embarrassing than just being like we don't care about <laughs> exactly. the wave. We're still. <laughs> our dad's like staring at us, and it's like you got to swim before the wave arrives. Whereas like the wave arrives, and we're just deep in our weddies. Our fucking rashies With our trying to get this fucking bodyboard up on a wave, but we've missed it by probably five years, charitably. Yes, easily five years. I believe Professional Friends, the podcast that we were going to name our mm. uh, podcast after, uh, I think they celebrated their like 120th episode. So oh, great, good for yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, good for them. And also, like, mm. you know, we discussed the idea, we've kind of had a few episodes. We didn't bother to even Google. <laughs> Whether or not no, there was a no, podcast, no. let alone one that's been around for a few years. And we only yeah. only found out when I, I went to make a, a Gmail for our podcast. 
to direct all mm-hmm. the fan mail towards and uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then there was like I'm sorry professional friends podcast at gmail.com is taken and I was like oh that's not a good sign <laughs> did you mean professional friends podcast 7 at gmail.com <laughs> oh no um, Manifest destiny. <laughs> yeah, it's not great, is it? And then, of course, we well, professional friends was at least name attempt number three, and then began the nameathon, mm-hmm. which is why not that you, dear listener, will notice the gap between episode eight and episode nine, but in the real time, um, there was a comfortable gap where Nick and I were devoting all of our creative energy entirely to hundreds of excellent. And more increasingly convoluted uh, joke names, which I think had many promising stops and starts. And, well, uh, you know very well what the name is now. And that's that's maybe all there is to say about it. I mean, I guess the other on the other end, Dan and I uh, purport to be able to come up with 100 ideas for television shows. There's kind of a goal mm-hmm. here and... You know, each of those television shows have titles and, you know, we're trying to be imagine, imaginative and creative mm-hmm. with creating all these different TV shows. And yet we could not mm-hmm. think of one <laughs> single title for this podcast. And somehow, out of the depths, we called it Steamy Potential. Can I just defend us? Please. Um, oh, there's a fucking hog roaring out my window. <laughs> um <laughs> that is. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I know that like you mean a motorbike. Red light. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But okay, good. It could be the farm um, animal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we. Was <laughs> to be fair, it wasn't that we couldn't think of any. It's just that we couldn't agree on any. And I think that's a testament to our individual creativity Great. and our complete lack of kind of either of us being able to put on a kind of leadership hat <laughs> and say, "No, I think this is the right thing." Both of us extremely. Um, subservient to the other and afraid to take that initiative, which I think does exactly make us professional friends. Oh, we I mean, we're, we're of nothing a couple of betas. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, wait, what's, what's C? Oh, <laughs> I see. <laughs> <laughs> what comes, what's, what's after the beta? There's alpha, there's beta, then what's C in the, in the Greek alphabet? That'd be gamma, Nick. Gamma, great. We're nothing, Gamma Nick is also a pretty good name for a band. We're nothing but a bunch of gammas. We're a couple of gammas. Yeah. Um, it actually starts to sound cool again. Once you're around the curve of beta and become gamma, mm. it's pretty fucking sweet. Gamma boys. Wait. Maybe call the podcast <laughs> Gamma Boys. <laughs> Wait. Damn it. Back to the drawing board. <laughs> Wait, can we, is it too late to change to bloody Gamma Boys? I'll ask. I'll ask Tim Cook Just whether <laughs> Apple Podcasts allow changes yet. Fuck. Okay. Fine. Gamma We're locked boys. in. Right. Yeah, exactly. Good. Good. Locked in, Gamma Boys. Next. Hi, and welcome to Gamma Boys, where we discuss Mm -hmm. great ideas for great television shows with your hosts, Nick Conway. And Dan. Our goal, as always, is to reach a hundred of these, compile them into a beautiful tapestry that you can hang on your wall, and maybe even produce one or two of them Mm. in the real world. That's the dream. That is the dream. Um, but of course, we assume most of these are completely unmakeable, and that's fine. Yeah. You've got to break a few eggs to make television history. That's right. I mean, do you think that uh, Seinfeld, that was the first television show that he made? Mm hmm. It was. Yeah. Wait, what was, <laughs> was. your point? <laughs> He's a trillionaire. <laughs> 
And by him, I mean everyone involved in the show. <laughs> um, so speaking of trillionaires, do you, do you want to tell us... Wait, are you you kicking it off? Yeah, yeah I'm one, kicking right? it off. Yeah, it's my turn okay. to begin. All right, here we go. Episode 9, television idea number bloody 27 or something. <clears throat> bloody fucking 27. All right, here we go. This TV show is called True Liza. After hiring five <laughs> Liza Minnelli in person. Before I start this, I want to say that yeah. all of these ideas True. are totally based on fiction and any resemblance <laughs> of actual real life is just bad luck. <clears throat> True Liza. After hiring five Liza Minnelli impersonators to play his family at his Vegas wedding, Michael McNally accidentally signs a contract <laughs> to hire them for a full 365 days. Now newly married, Michael and his wife, Ashley Madison, must traverse their new... <laughs> Completely unmakeable. Shoot. Now, we're so close. Yeah. <laughs> now, newly married, Michael and his wife, Ashley Madison, must traverse their new lives, living with five Liza Minnellis. It's the Brady Bunch meets Everybody Loves Raymond. Throughout the year, Michael and Ashley deal with everyday stresses work, helping their child, Liza Minnelli, Liza Jr., with their homework, dealing with Grandma and Grandpa Liza Minnelli living in the same house, and the stresses of a new marriage. All the while, Michael prepares an incredible Liza Minnelli tribute show. <laughs> True Liza. So, wait, so, is he hiring more Liza Minnelli <laughs> impersonators for the trip? Is he disregarding the five that already live with them? No. Or is he folding them into the tribute yeah, show? Yeah, yeah. He's kind of like making the best okay, of a bad he's situation. Using... Okay, great. Uh, so if I can, maybe I'll take you through the pilot episode as well. Might just help yeah, you understand please. how um, Michael McNally got into this prickly situation. Mm. So Michael's disapproving... So this is a pilot episode. It's called Wedding Night. Mm-hmm. Michael's disapproving family decide they're not coming to his Vegas wedding because they don't approve of the woman he's marrying. Instead, he hires five Liza really? Minnelli impersonators to be the family mm. at his wedding. The night gets out of hand. They're in Vegas, after all. And Michael wins $565,000 on the roulette table. In his joyous, drunken state, he gives the money to the Minnellis uh, uh, in a contract, hiring them, all five of them, for a full year of impersonations. <laughs> now he's stuck with them. What a delectable farce. <laughs> so he didn't, is it, uh, maybe he was just really drunk, didn't realize the contract said blah, blah, blah. Was, so he... he, he Hopefully, he didn't realize he was getting them for the whole whole year. What was he signing up for that? I, see, I think he like so he, he obviously had hired them for the night for his wedding. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then like you know it's after the wedding. They're in Vegas. They all get drunk, and like he's like so drunk and like kind of soaked up with love for his for his new wife Ashley Madison, and for mm-hmm. um and you know so happy that these these five Liza Minnellis are like hanging out with him like his family would have been that he just like he decides he's like i need you guys for a whole year mm. and ends yeah, up you know so he's he's fully aware and he's an agent in the whole thing he loves yeah these, yeah yeah you know, oh, he's a drunken agent Manelli. like he's certainly like yeah. extremely inebriated and the next day can't really remember then he finds a contract and he's signed away hundred and twelve thousand dollars something each yeah to to, <laughs> to be like to basically 
perform every day as Liza Minnelli mm. for him in his life. It sounds like a lot, but wait, th- this number feels like a very specific number. Um, but it, it sounds like the kind of amount that probably would be required by a Liza Minnelli impersonator. So, <laughs> yes. Before we jump in, do you have any will or wish to? And again, I hate to use the phrase, but part the curtain on where this story came from, or do we just say that's that's good, that's good times, and then we we just bulldoze right into the kind of fictional world of of True Liza? I guess you know what I'll tell the 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 idea the what do you call it the uh, inspiration behind it. Oh, and then if it's okay. no good, I'll just trim, chimney, trim, chimney, trim, trimaroo. Uh, That's the spirit. So a friend, mutual friend of Dan's and mine, another professional friend indeed, mm. um, is getting married. Uh, but we're in COVID time, so his family can't be there. And Dan, you said that you were thinking of hiring a Liza, Liza Minnelli. <laughs> Liza Minnelli. That's a it's a mouthful. Yeah, it is. She yeah. sure is. Uh, she sure is. <laughs> Eliza Minnelli uh, impersonator as a surprise, yeah. and then you're going to sing a duet with her. I was very excited to get him extremely drunk and then do a sort of Liza Minnelli duet striptease Great. for him. Hopefully hiring Liza Minnelli and then surprising her in turn by myself turning up as Liza Minnelli. <laughs> <laughs> kind of having a Manelli, a Manelli off. off, yeah, great, 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 great. Yeah. And we're looking at Manelli uh, impersonators as we're chatting, and like some of them mm. were quite expensive, you know, like two yeah. grand for 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 whatever a session, a session, yeah, uh, so <laughs> yeah. A, a slot. Um, uh, yeah. And then there, there's some Mane- We're like, well, then there's some, you know, Manelli's on the cheap. There's some bargain Manelli. Yeah, yeah. some. There's some bargain bin Manelli. <laughs> some, yeah, some Lena Manelli's. Uh, some yeah. Lena Mazelli's. And uh, <laughs> and 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 we're like, well, they kind of tend towards the Jewish end of the Italian. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. well, I mean, I mean, and they were like 150 bucks a pop. It's like, well, why not just get yeah. a bunch of that? Get a whole bunch of them. Like, don't just get one cheap. Yeah, yeah. I mean, aren't one, two, ten Manellis better than one? Yeah, two. Yeah, exactly. And aren't ten cheap Manellis better than one expensive Manelli? Well, I hope you so. Know, yeah. Capitalism. Yeah, yeah. Law of large numbers. I'm not really not sure what that law is. Exactly. But um, yeah. So that that was that was basically, and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then from there, it's like, well, what if they played his family because his family can't be there? And I was like, that'll be a funny TV show. I'm gonna write this down. And, and here we are. And here we are. Sitcom gold. Yeah. So, so okay. So it's um, it's everybody loves Manelli. <laughs> yeah. With a lot of Manelli. Is it? Do we refer to the fact that they wait? Okay. So they have to pretend to be Liza Manelli the whole time. Yeah. Right. Or are they pretending to be Liza Manelli? Pretending to be their family. How many layers of Manelli do we go down? Yeah. yeah it's a it's a tough call. So they. I want to I want to say that like these Liza Manelli impersonators. And in fact, I think anyone that is an impersonator of certainly a living celebrity, like mm-hmm. they love Liza Minnelli. Like yeah. they like they want to be Liza Minnelli, and so I, mm-hmm. I feel like they remain in character. Like they're kind of like they almost think they are. Like they just behave yeah. like that, or like generally they love Liza, Liza Minnelli. Um, with that okay. said, uh, they need to play each of mm. Michael McNally's. Uh, <laughs> they need to play each of his family down. members perfectly. Yeah. 
So as Liza Minnelli. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's yeah, still yeah, yeah. there's still Liza Minnelli. Like, and can I, can I point out as well? I don't know that much mm. about Liza Minnelli. No, no, no. I, I know very little. I YouTubed a few of her clips, and obviously, I, mm. I really like Arrested Development. Um, hell of a singer. Hell of a singer. So hell of an actress back in the day. Like she, I mean, she she can play a variety of parts oh. and a great comic comic actress. I think that she should play every Liza Minnelli in this. Kind of like an Eddie Murphy (laughs) nutty professor. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. But it's like if he was playing Eddie Murphy five times. Five times. Quintuplets. Um, Yeah. No, I don't know much about her either, but she's fabulous. We know that. And any McNally would be lucky to have her as as all of his family members. Um, So he. But. She's replacing all of his family members. Uh, so when he what returns home, he has to kill kill his family, <laughs> replace them, and then the police are like, "No, nah, or it's just it's all very harmless. <laughs> it's all very harmless. Um, it's all fine. It's a different house. Gonna... It's this. It's their." I um, think, keep in mind that like in this version of the second town, this is not real life. So I think like oh yeah, he goes back to his American hometown. With his new wife, ah, I see. and his yeah. no family there. His Minnelli, BYO Minnelli, and but yeah. then his actual family obviously sometimes do come around for dinner and stuff. Mm. And it is awkward and funny when when uh, McNally and Madison are sitting around the dinner table with their five Minnellis and mm-hmm. also McNally's family. <laughs> it is a mouthful. Um, okay, good. <laughs> Sorry, I'm focusing so much on the logistics of the Minnellis, but. I just I have to get it clear in my head how this sort of Manelli nightmare is is constructed, um, but now I get it. Now I get kind of the whole sort of how the moving parts of this Manelli machine. I mean, it's confusing because there's the characters are Michael McNally, Liza Manelli, Ashley Madison. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, when it's people are reading the script, uh, it's gonna be a nightmare. Yeah, but she's a pro. But she is a pro. They all are. They all are. Perfect. <laughs> okay. So, can we do a bit of casting? Absolutely. It's a, what, 30-ish couple? Yeah. Yeah. 30-ish couple. The problem, because I want to cast the object of its inspiration. So, now I'm just thinking of a suitable replacement in, in appearance. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think just go, I think, like, it should be anyone. Anyone goes. Like, I've, I really like the idea that Liza Minnelli, like, Grandma Liza Minnelli is just kind of... <laughs> Like some mm. drunk old lady with glasses and, yeah, you know, Daddy Manelli. I mean, Daddy Manelli is, yeah, it's just some drag queen guy. Like, yeah. if anything, I, I feel like there should be no, like, actors that aren't known. I feel like there's plenty of there good comedic be. actors out there. You don't need names. But you probably want, if you want a, a nice hook in there, you probably want, I mean, obviously, I, I imagine that the real uh, Liza Manelli will well, um, cameo at some point. I think that'd be nice, especially when yeah. Michael pulls together his big Liza Minnelli tribute show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think, yeah, I think Michael McNally and Ashley Madison should probably have a little bit of pulling power. What about um, uh, Jason Segel? What's the the guy from How mm-hmm. I Met Your Mother? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Jason Segel. Yeah. Uh, what's although Seagull sounds like the bird, so I guess it's Jason Segel. Yeah. <laughs> You just said the same. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm saying the same thing. 
I've never heard it said seagull, but now I'm thinking it is seagull. Seagull. What is the name of the um the action hero? Um, S- Steven Seagull, isn't it? Yeah, Steven Seagull. Yeah. All right, let's get Steven Who, Seagull as one of the lies. Yeah, okay, good. I really went on quite a big Steven Seagull binge recently, but we don't need to go there. I love um, Steven Seagal. Big, big he fan. Prote- he supposedly worked for like the CIA. I'm just a cook. And brought down some uh, some king or something. <laughs> he's he's lived a real life. Of he's lived an almost L. Ron Hubbard-esque life. Yeah. Not to mention that he's actually been in a bunch of fucking action movies. He sure has. Damn, he looks cool. There's, there's one film where he... Um, <laughs> he looks like... He looks, looks fake. I think it's because he's dying. He's... His little beard thing—it's too dark. Yeah, <laughs> stop <laughs> dying, man. Um, yeah, he's, there's a good film of his where he, um, where they dub him for some reason. <laughs> it's really, really strange. Yeah, yeah, they dub him. <laughs> I guess they wanted to change the show and they couldn't afford. Um, but it's not like they wanted to change the plot. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I guess. Anyway, we don't. What about? Um, what about mm. Sarah Michelle Gellar and Freddie Prince Jr.? Mm, bring back that Scooby-Doo heat. Yeah, bring back um, that bloody uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer business. Yeah, wait, was Freddie in that? No, but Sarah Michelle Gellar was. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. She played the titular character. She was titular. Um, I think they are a great pair. I think they're very believable. They're lovers. Fuck, they're going to hot lovers. Mm. They're probably about 55 now, which <laughs> yeah. is, it's going to be tough for them to play 20. Yeah. Um, but they actually, they're pro- professionals as well, which is very good. I mean, I haven't seen Sarah Michelle Gellar or Freddie Prince Jr. since Scooby-Doo. So in my mind, they're still like, I guess yeah, they're yeah. meant to be like 20 or something in that. But I guess they were like 40. <laughs> they were easily, comfortably 40. And I watched that when I was 10. So by the transitive <laughs> property, they're at least eighty nine, fifty three um, now. Yeah, because uh, I mean, just pull pull their hair back and and tie their skin with an elastic band. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll be fine. Put bulldog just clips them. behind their neck. Because I was watching, um, <laughs> I was watching. I mean, they just have stunt doubles whenever you film them from behind. <laughs> Every time they show so their, you necks, can't see their clips, <laughs> <laughs> their internal necks, and then occasionally when their necks are shown, we got stunt doubles. <laughs> <laughs> we just show <laughs> someone's forearm instead of their neck. The um, the one of the uh, I, I was rewatching um some Buffy recently because they're meant to be oh, sixteen, sixteen. Some of them. Oh, they were meant to be sixteen. Yeah, yeah, and like one of the main guys has got a beard. Like he's got five o'clock shadows. These guys look older than me. Thirty sixteen. It's outrageous. How are they doing it? Yeah. What are they Doesn't doing? Make any sense. All these like eighties. And 90s shows, what was Buffy, like 90? 90, 97. Late 90s. Yeah. Okay. I feel like they were, you were allowed to get away with just atrocious <laughs> lies, <laughs> charlatanism. Where, but we didn't know. Like, I felt like I watched it, I guess because we were young. And I thought, yeah, that's what, like, a 15, 16-year-old person looks like. But like, and that's really skewed my perspective yeah, these days. Because I, I kind of saw I'm like, oh yeah, they're like high school kids; they're a bit older than me. But I must have been watching yeah. that when I was sixteen. Like, <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> I guess in America, people just look like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's I, kind of got a like a Hollywood filter over it. Like they can't. Yeah. The one of the main kids, Xander, they can't shave him fast mm. enough. <laughs> Like he just, th- yeah. that shadow why, is like, creeping the, in. The shot always just jumps 
He just keeps jump jumping mid scene because they have to like freeze it, freeze extras, freeze everyone. Okay, cut. We just have to quickly get in there and just trim <laughs> off the latest layer and then try and pick it back up where we left off. Let's hack this beard back. So yeah, I would like to um I would like to get a bunch of fifty year olds to play this young twenty somethings couple. Okay. So the sort of SMG FPJ um partnership. Back in business get a bunch of older people playing younger people and ironically maybe a lot of younger people playing Liza's all over the place. Yep. I know in fact Hot I would go as far to say the casting for this head to Vegas find actual mm. Liza Minnelli impersonators. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like some of these I mean it's a it's a calling, it's a vocation and these are some of the world's best Minnellis. Well, so you might as well go to the well, Exactly. Like they've done it. Like their job is to yeah. impersonate Liza Minnelli. Don't hire someone whose job is to do that the comedy will ensue yeah, yeah, yeah. it'll naturally ooze yeah. out uh, so it is a sitcom uh, it is just a bunch of lies Minnelli's injected into something like everybody loves raymond or the brady bunch mm-hmm. uh maybe it's only partly scripted maybe <laughs> the f- uh, fpj and smh smg are perfectly scripted but we don't tell the Minnellis what to do they kind of handle it themselves, and our starring couple hate them in real life because <laughs> they are a hot mess, and they just say and do whatever they want. Yeah, and but that's the script. They're not scripted, and like obviously, uh, SMG and mm-hmm. FPJ, FPJ are. Uh, I mean, they're concert professionals. They've been around. You know, they've both had feature films. They've both been teen heartthrobs and. Had you yeah, know, I mean, they were in Scooby Doo for crying out loud. <laughs> the live action mm. film uh, duo of Scooby Doo, Scooby Doo one and mm. two, they reprise those roles. True. So you know they won't be fucking around with no no Manelli wannabes. I mean, yeah. No, well, yeah, exactly. I mean, they were on screen for two hours talking to a dog that wasn't on the set <laughs> that had to be added in. You know, a hundred thousand dollars and. Four months later to react to them. So, how hard is it going to be to work with a bunch of unscripted, kind of chaotic Manellis? I think their frustration as well will be almost like kind of part of it, you know? Mm. <laughs> and then yeah. I think living with five Mi- uh, Liza Manelli impersonators would, would get pretty grating. Yeah. Um, I think it would. And that's why I think you need an actor that's, uh, sorry, a director that's going to. Um, work with their actors and bring out that natural hate that is going to be deep inside. I think David Lynch needs to direct this sitcom. <laughs> yeah. I think we need to get him back <laughs> on set with all these Manellis. Let's get David Lynch right in there. Hmm. Yeah. Which kind of, I mean, the, then McLaughlin comes as a kind of package deal. I don't know where he fits into the whole thing. McLaughlin? Kyle, Kyle McLaughlin. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Then we get, yeah. I'm sure we'll find him part. He'll yeah, be yeah, like, yeah, he'll get in there. He'll be the boss or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe he can be, be like, that agent of the Minnellis. Mm. Oh, that's actually pretty good. Hmm. All right, I think uh, I think we've I think we've wrung this Liza out mm. uh, for all it worth. True Liza, five okay. Liza Minnelli impersonators play the family of a newlywed couple for a full year. Sitcom. What do you give it, Dan? L- uh, longevity, like mileage. Yep. Um, I think we've got to kill one of these Manellis <laughs> at the st- at the end of the uh, first season. 
Um, and I think actually, no, fuck, that's already Arrested Development. Damn it. I was going to say, like, the the, sh- the season needs to start with Liza Minnelli lying in a heap at the front of the <laughs> the house. But that plot structure and the actress is exactly the <laughs> plot of season four of Arrested Development. So can't do that. Um, can't kind of foreshadow a Minnelli murder. Um, but Okay, but... You, that's going to get you a second season. I think I think it's two seasons and then it fades into like, huh, remember that Manelli thing? Yeah, yeah, I think um yeah, I think I think one season <laughs> and you get like Oh, okay. Yeah, I reckon you get 10 episodes in and you're like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> there's a reason Manelli uh, is not a fucking There's a reason role. there's just one. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the reason. She's so unwatchable. <laughs> There's a reason that these Minnellis can only charge 150 There's a bucks reason Liza Minnelli hasn't been cloned like a sheep. <laughs> and it's because <laughs> no family would take that fucking flock. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, with yeah. that said, love Liza Minnelli. Big fan. Oh, biggest fan. Big fan. Big fan. Can't wait to hire a while. Again, part of the curtain, I got a rejection from the Manelli impersonator that I tried to hire. She said, I'm not a good fit for your um, request, Ah, which is fair. That's fine. I wonder if you can find, who would be a good fit? I wonder if you can find like, maybe like a, oh, what's someone who's a bit more like, what's a character that's a bit more crazy? Maybe like a like a Lady Gaga and then ask mm. her to dress up as Liza Minnelli. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, you mean find the real Lady Gaga and just request her to be a <laughs> no, Liza no, no, Minnelli no, get like another impersonator of like. I see, I see. Um, yeah, I did. I actually did. I tried to hire a Lady Gaga. I tried to get a Barbara Streisand. Ooh. Tried to get a Celine Dion. Tried to get a Shakira. I fucking went hard, and they're all rejecting me, probably because the description is not appealing Ooh. for a a, f- <laughs> a distinguished, a kind of a classy female performer. I'm sorry, you just so what is you 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 want the impersonator to rock up? Yeah, and have you said that you want to do a duet together and strip? Is this what you said? I've said I would like to play you, and we sing a song together. You pick the song, I'll learn it. I'll harmonize, so I'm giving them that. You know, they just have to do their normal job. I'll do the hard yards. I will strip for my friend, but it will be a a non, you know, smutty, lascivious affair. It will be all family friendly, um, and you get to sing one of your classy songs, and we can do it in a a public place. It doesn't have to be a hotel room or anything. Public and place, all crowded down, cafe. <laughs> <laughs> so you'll be safe. <laughs> yeah. It will be 42 degrees, and we're going to do it on the <laughs> scalding footpath of the Strip. <laughs> of Strip of yeah. Las Vegas. Well, I, uh, I hope that you do get an... Imp- there's got to be there's gotta be one out there. There's got to be there's one out there. There's just got to be. I'd be really surprised if no one... How much How much is it? How much you... What's the kitty? What's the bougie? I'm willing to pay upwards of $120 for one of these <laughs> oh, fucking <laughs> So there's no reason they shouldn't. I mean, they're charging like five hundred dollars for an evening. I only want them for like twelve minutes, and you know, I'll pay for their taxi or whatever. <laughs> or in the case of that one guy from New York, his flight. <laughs> 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 oh jeez. Mm. 
All right, let's uh, <laughs> let's have a quick word from our sponsor, and then we'll be back with uh, TV show ID number two for this episode nine. Hey there, listener. Do you have a cool business idea and you're looking to try and get it in front of customers? Well, why not try and sponsor it on this podcast? Uh, we've got no sponsors, which isn't a good indicator of reach, but we'll literally sponsor your thing for free. So get in touch with us today, right now. Steamy Potential Podcast. Find us on Instagram. And you too can have an ad filled with random crap. And uh, welcome back to Steamy Potential, where we discuss great ideas for great TV shows. You've just heard True Lies, Manelli. Uh, mm, which is a steamy idea, if I've ever heard one. With plenty of potential. A lot of, yeah, some some potential. Some potential. Let's <laughs> not go crazy. Yeah, put it in the hands of someone good. Speaking of someone good, uh, do you have something for us? I do. A tasty treat? I do have a tasty treat. It is bizarrely not so different from your idea. It's not that but bizarre. But hopefully there's enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, hopefully there's enough meat on them bones that we can kind of concoct a, an ultimate um, reality for it. So it's called uh, Regular Programming. And then in brackets, for humans. So this show presupposes that aliens have dominated human civilization and they need to feed them constant entertainment that is as close to their nightly television programming as possible. Except that the aliens have only kind of skimmed each genre to get the gist. Um, and, you know, none of this premise really needs to be in the show I mean the show is just what these humans are going to be watching in their sort of pods that the aliens have constructed for us to milk us of our natural energy it's kind of a matrix before the matrix is kind of properly fine-tuned so each season is a season that the aliens have invented for us to kind of while away our days Season 1, Episode 1. Kevin Balloway is a postman working at a big company in Hollywood, the biggest and most important city in America. He and his wife, Marmara, live in the centre of the city, in a suburban house, with sons, daughters and pets. He loves his sons and hates his daughters. His wife is vice versa. The show starts with his father-in-law and three mothers-in-law moving into their attic since their house was destroyed by rioting. The in-laws, who are all called alien, promise to be good house guests, but they really get in the way, even coming to the company that Kevin works at. Everyone at the company loves them, and pretty soon they are also working at the company. They become the bosses due to their genetic superiority and everyone at the company bows down to them. Kevin tries to get his wife to do something about it, but that drives a rift between them, and they divorce. In a classic piece of 90s comedy, Kevin finally realises that he has to be the bigger man, and practices perfect subservience to the aliens, his in-laws. That's episode one. So the concept here is, um, season one is is a 90s sitcom, um, where his in-laws live in the attic, they're all called Alien, and each episode ends with him learning the important lesson to bow down and be subservient to Alien, each of his alien in-laws. 
So who are humans. They just happen to be called aliens. <laughs> you just have names, <laughs> just to be super duper clear. And then, so basically, if I understand the premise of this TV show, please, it's yeah. a you, you're watching propaganda mm-hmm. for yeah. uh, invading alien race that are trying to teach you to be yeah subservient slaves. Exactly, but they have to kind of keep it as close as possible to that. In this case, in season one, that sort of everyone, everybody loves Raymond heat. That we all know and love. You know, if it's too obvious, then the human mind will reject it. So it's kind of like um, how I imagine TV shows in, like, North Korea are. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Basically that. Right, the moral so, for example, season two or, yep. is, um, you know, broadly something like... Um, now, it's a, it's a different genre. So they kind of... Each season is a different genre. And they just kind of pluck the concept, basic concept of that genre. So season two is like a... You know, who done it? Crime, uh, where you've got your detector, detective, um, inspector, and he's on a plane. The plane is flying from Paris to London, and it's a 48-hour flight. And so he has 48 hours to discover who is killing each of the guests, and the plane keeps crashing, and every time the plane crashes, a guest dies. And by the end of each episode, he discovers that it's the captain who is killing them by crashing the plane. And the captain's name is Alien, and he learns to respect the captain and understand that it's okay to kill people (laughs) if you're Captain Alien. And aliens kill people all the time, and that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) For example. For example. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, great. Mm. Like, I can see some fun genres, like the OC season, like the classic teen Mm. drama season is... uh, a new kid moves to the rich town and mm-hmm. is getting bullied at school by the, Take me the jock mm-hmm. called Alien. Uh, Great. Yes. If I'm getting it, getting the, I'm glad you're there. If I'm getting the formula. Uh, and then <laughs> he <laughs> learns that he is scum, but yeah. if he, <laughs> he learns doesn't... He's genetically <laughs> inferior. If he doesn't act up, then he can mm-hmm. and just does what the jock alien wants him to do mm-hmm. then he won't mm-hmm. get beat up as much and exactly everyone will be happy yeah. is what he learns and in this case i guess the jock over 22 would maybe... episodes yeah 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 the jock would beat up all the teachers and parents <laughs> and maybe become the mayor of the town <laughs> he would beat up the current mayor who is a human i mean they're all humans they're all different yeah. humans, but the jock is but he's now he's mayor jock he's alien <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah uh, what would you, yeah. What did you call this show? It's called Regular Programming for Humans. Great, 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 great. And just, I have one other question. What was the yes. name of the wife in the the first season? Uh, her name was Marmara. I'm sorry. One more time. It's Marmara. Marmara. Why? Marmara. What is that? What is Marmara? It sounds <laughs> like you're trying to say Barbara, but you're not really sure what the name is. So you're just kind of like... I guess Marmara. I'm kind of thinking of it like... The way these aliens wrote the show right. was maybe they just kind of plugged it all into a big AI, and they were like, "Yeah, you got like Kevin and Marmara, and they're Are you saying Kevin? Their bosses, yeah, with a yeah. B, <laughs> right? Yeah, great. No, it's good. It's very authentic. I like okay. that. Yeah, yeah, great. I think it's, I think it's uh, a testament to how well thought out this delicious <laughs> television show is. I appreciate that, Nick. <laughs> Thanks. So 
So I guess, well, one question I have is I have no idea. If you are making this show, do you do you put anything around it or does it just start? And it's like, welcome to regular programming. You know, please pay attention for the next 30 minutes. Proceed. Or do you kind of premise it with the show you're about to watch is from the future? Yeah, right. Because so is the TV show entirely just Mm -hmm. these kind of parodies slash propaganda versions of TV shows? Or do we actually get to see, like, is is there an extra element? Like, is there, we get to see, like, you know, kind of, I guess, the Matrix, like a Neo, like, kind of Mm -hmm. fighting against the aliens or, like, you know, there's people that are starting to wake up from watching their regular programming. Mm -hmm. Is there... That that could be intriguing. That could be, like, a little sting in the tail. Where, like, maybe you have all these simple characters it's all filmed like really low budget and then it kind of ends goes black and then like the camera sort of pans out widescreen beautifully shot and like kind of rotates to you know scarlett johansson sitting on a couch and like just so frozen in terror and like a tear drops down her cheek yeah and then you cut right yeah okay cool you just like let little snippets like people kind Mm. of watch in wonderment in the first episode just like what is this because it's so authentic, right? Like you, you know, it's there's no setup or anything. It's like, oh, it's a new no. sitcom, I guess. And yeah. like, why are these grandparents called Alien? And why am I learning that the alien always knows what's best? Why is this? <laughs> and then it pans to like this, like weird <laughs> reality, and yeah. slowly you just get pieces. Mm, like, okay, that's they don't mention yeah. it really at all until we kind of get quite deep into the just because I wonder like <laughs> how compelling is the the regular programming itself is it I think it's got to be actually standalone pretty good and and maybe that's a testament to how shitty a lot of sitcoms actually are that we still watch them like <sighs> I'm watching some shit these days yeah, yeah, yeah I mean I'm watching some really modern families yeah yeah, yeah, yeah if you yeah, catch yeah. my drift <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 we're like uh, um, like king of queens and fucking yeah 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 according to jim and like all these like yeah. there is nothing nope. oh, stuck in the even middle. the newer What's the middle one? middle what? yeah something like the middle that's what i was trying to remember mm, yeah really what's the newer one ah uh, just you know there was one that had like patrick warburton and david spade in it that was, was kind of mm. interested to see but it was just so like formulaic in yeah so i mean those get four or five seasons how can we not get a season out of a fairly watchable semi-realistic but very alien propagandary um sitcom yeah i think like this kind of twist that the aliens are enslaving people with television mm-hmm. yeah and you know i think like the seriousness and the the intricateness that you could that you could deliver that mm-hmm. demands i think if you had like you know you said scarlett johansson i'm like yeah imagine if you're watching this like random sitcom that was a bit off, but like Scarlett yeah. Johansson's in it. You're like, okay, <laughs> something else is going on then because like, yeah. there's no way that like a big, you know, A-lister has signed yeah. up. What for does Scarlett this. know? Yeah. That I don't like know. what is, why did she look at this and be like, this is worth my time. And it's because mm. it's 
like a TV show version of the Matrix, which is a which is a great idea. Um, is this WandaVision? This is a show I never saw. I haven't seen it either. But so I mean, <laughs> without either of us have so seen it, so it could or could not be <laughs> WandaVision. <laughs> but I would I would um, like to watch yeah. it from what people have said. So if yeah. you know something, don't 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 spoilies anything for me. But no, I uh, yeah. Are you talking to me? Yeah, you. I don't know if you've. I mean, you <laughs> there's s- nobody else. Here. I mean, you. S- <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, you- I don't know. I don't know anything about it. Okay, because you just said. Uh, is I, this all I know is. <laughs> is that all I know is uh, all I know is from the very spoily ads. Any ad that you watch these days, as we've talked about, ad nauseum, is a fucking spoiler, little cesspit, a little sort of a hollowed out bullet filled with spoilers shot directly into your chest and you know the premise i guess is it's a what 50s kind of i love lucy type sitcom but something is going on that maybe they don't know about right okay yeah i just i, I literally because i haven't even seen an ad for it or anything okay so i know nothing um, other than what it's called and that they had a filter on facebook messenger called one division and it was just like <laughs> black the and system white works. stripey thing <laughs> yeah like yeah, it worked enough for me to like know that it's one division, but not enough for me to uh to look up a trailer. Yeah. Yeah, or to yeah. like get Disney Plus. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well their propaganda has failed on you. So that's good. I think that's a good thing. Um yeah, I I think you need a big name and then the rest of them can be nobodies. I mean the rest of them can be like a bunch of David Spades. Yeah, yeah. You blow all your budget. Who I love but is nobody these days. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, big David Spade. Yeah, I think I think throw like a Scarlett Johansson and then throw in like a bunch of kind of like regular dweeby people or whatever. And I think, you know, mm. you actually kind of fall in love with these characters and, and, mm. and feel for them once you realize that, um, that it's, you know, it's all gone to hell. Yeah. And presumably in this world, they themselves are slaves, slave actors to the aliens or possibly the whole thing is just computer generated. It's not totally clear to me <laughs> what the in-world kind of um, filming scenario is. Like maybe they, <laughs> maybe every now and again, one of them kind of looks at the camera and does like a little. Ooh, that's wait, very wait, tasty. You know, when the sitcom starts, yeah, you hear someone being like, "Ooh, it's very." It's got a little like Westworld kind of, uh, mm. you know, mm. like yeah. vibes, like. They're starting to see things every now and then. Yeah. On when they're watching this TV show, the actors keep turning mm. to them and being like, <laughs> keep constantly looking at the camera and winking. Well, wait, I think I've, I think uh, do not look at the camera. I think I've, I think I've confused myself a bit. So like, but the thing, it's not you mm. in the TV show, is it? Like the person watching, right. who's frozen with a tear rolling down their eyes or whatever. Uh-huh. They're not in the TV show. No. Right. No. And so they're the, in the world. Right. They're in. The world, but they're like, well, yeah, except they're just constantly hooked up watching this regular programming. Yeah. And and in a sense, you are them, right? Yeah, you're them, in a sense. Yeah. So the people that are acting in this, mm-hmm. that are in the regular programming, they're aware. Yeah, so this is a tough one. Mm-hmm. Who are these people? <laughs> are they kind of a, uh, uh, what are they called? Cal and Kronos? What are the, yeah, the yeah, aliens? Yeah, 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 from Omicron Percy I8. Oh, from Kang and Kodos from... Um, Kang and, and Kodos, yeah. yeah. Are they kind of a, a Bob Dole, Bill Clinton situation <laughs> where they, they just dress... They're wearing kind of human skin. 
and trying to act like, you know, Ray Romano poorly? I think or are they humans that they've enslaved? I think they should be humans that they've enslaved and the mm-hmm. characters called alien that are the They are wearing the they're skin. They're wearing the skins. Yeah, and they're like constantly kind of awkward. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're they're yeah. basically the cockroach. <laughs> they're um Vincent of Onforio, whatever his name is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay, so Scarlett Johansson in the T V show and she's every now and then going um, oh, she, is she in the TV show? Yeah, maybe. She hired actor, or, or yeah. she, or, or you she saved the, her, or you, I don't know. Yeah, I do think there's something nice about having all these nobodies, and then in the last like ten seconds, you just see a fucking A-lister yeah. just for a second. Yeah, yeah. Um, Best. but then maybe she works her way into it. She ends up in the show because I don't know. She's so invested, and they end up casting her, and she gets like trapped in there. I don't know how meta you want to go into this thing. I kind of like the idea that you almost don't. That it's just like this is the show. Most of the time, you're just watching this show that the aliens have made. The people that are frozen or that are watching mm-hmm. this, do they have normal lives outside of watching this show, or is it literally just watching this regular programming for 24 hours a day, seven days a week? It depends on how much of a point you want to make. If you want to make a real point, then maybe you would say they have jobs, they have school, they have families, but they love their television programming so much that they watch it like 16 hours a day and they call it, I don't know, programming and chill or something. And they just choose to do it because it's such good programming. Great. It's well-programmed. Good. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay. And the, the, the end goal of this is that there is an uprising against the aliens. Or yeah, I guess so. Or is it just... I think it's just season, season on season, upon of, season of propaganda. Of um, like kind of compelling... <laughs> But slightly not quite right, um, genre television. You just kind of go through genre upon genre and just pull the best bits of each genre and then kind of bungle it a little bit, kind of run it through like Google Translate a little bit and do it. Yeah, great. With a bunch of B-list actors. Yeah, that's fabulous. Yeah, I like the idea of running it through Google Translate. Translate it to <laughs> French and then back to English. <laughs> exactly. See what, yeah, yeah, see yeah. What Basically do that with the whole script. <laughs> <laughs> and have these like just professionals read this script and you're yeah. like you, you don't have to get it <laughs> delivering it with it. such poise and <laughs> yeah. uh yeah okay okay that's probably had its um that has run had its time in the sun i'd give it yeah i'd give it i mean it's <laughs> look if it's written well it's hard to know you know you got forever sure i think it's got legs it's got and it's got a clear engine like you know you can you can run this show because you're just mimicking the good things so and there's yeah. plenty of good things it's it's just a question of like how fucking pretentious and annoyed people will get when they're watching it and or not pretend but how pretentious they think the show is and how kind of self like it's just got to believe in itself it's creating this whole weird world that you just have to like sit back and assume it's going to go somewhere and it probably isn't going anywhere let's be honest so i mean not right now it's definitely not (laughs) definitely not going anywhere i give it one i think i give it one and maybe it gets picked up by someone else who's just like a super fan but yeah i feel like you'd if it it's the kind of thing yeah that'll either absolutely just drown or people will find it so engaging and endearing and you know, all of a sudden there'll be like people learning the, the language that 
the the set of jumbled language that has been created <laughs> mm-hmm. from this TV show. Yeah. yeah, I like that. Very good. Cool. You good, man? All right, let's have a little word from our sponsory do. Harry Potter's back, and there's a new enemy in town: mysterious disappearances that he can't solve. But then it turns out it was aliens. He teams up with Ron and Hermione to fight the aliens, but it turns out the aliens were actually Lord Voldemort. That was the twist in the film. It's in the trailer, so not really a twist anymore. And also Ron dies. I'll mention that. Um, you probably don't need to see the film anymore, because that's, that's basically everything. The three big things. Aliens, Voldemort, Ron dies. Great. We discuss great ideas for great television shows. Um, we have run deep into the time. So when that happens, what we like to do is do every time. Uh, every time is we like to do like a mashup. Mm-hmm. So the concept there is basically take two pieces of intellectual property, neither of which we own, but we'll say we have tentative rights to satirize them. And then we make a new piece that is less than the sum of the parts of either of them, where they basically have to live in the same universe, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, so what do you got for us, Nick? So today's uh, mashup is Godzilla and Sherlock Holmes. Mm. The world's greatest detective teams up with the world's biggest lizard to solve some <laughs> big problems. <laughs> Okay, so they're a team. <laughs> yeah. They're clearly a team. Yeah, 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 they're yeah. team. From down. day one. Yeah. We need no explanation of why they're a team. No mention none of where, for, where Watson is received. or anything. He's no. <laughs> Watson was brutally killed by a giant lizard <laughs> who shall remain unnamed. Weirdly. And now he's taken over by a different <laughs> giant lizard who shall be named Godzilla. <laughs> uh, yeah. And uh, Sherlock needs whatever. To, yeah. They're solving okay. crimes. This is great. I think first episode is like the case of missing Tokyo. <laughs> okay, so they wake up. Sherlock Holmes wakes up and he reads the newspaper. And Tokyo is completely razed to the ground. Um, and they think maybe a giant lizard did it. <laughs> and he gets a knock on the door. And it's his, you know, second in command, Gojira. Yep. Um, am I allowed to say Gojira? Feels a little... <sighs> Feels a little off, off brand, kind of off, off flavor. Yeah, I I'm mean, just saying it the way that it was. Called. I feel like it's actually originally called Godzilla. Yeah. Or am I thinking of the musical artist Godzilla? Yeah, right. The, um, I'm going to say Godzilla. Let's just say Godzilla on. from now on. Even though feel free to edit in your own mind the word Godzilla back th- into. Because quickly, does, does Godzilla mean God Lizard? <laughs> yeah, I think there's something there. It's definitely a mashup itself of like King of Lizards or and I'm thinking of dinosaur. And I'm thinking of T Rex or something. Okay, apparently it um it's a combination mm. of the word meaning gorilla and whale. <laughs> <laughs> they obviously had their own little mashup competition and it did not kind of pan out it, in a logical way. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly <laughs> On three, one, two, three, whale. Gorilla, damn it. Damn it! <laughs> have to have to do it. Uh, we both want big lizard. Let's just go with big lizard. Let's go big lizard. But we'll whale. still call it that. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> so Sherlock, Sherlock Holmes, you know, 
second in command knocks on the door. It is Godzilla. Yep. Um, king of king of monkeys. And the and prime minister of Japan has come to him in a hurriedly mm-hmm. and worried fashion. Mm-hmm. For he found upon this eve the most curious case that he has ever <laughs> upon which to have come by. <laughs> Mm-hmm. He woke up and this is the, looking out this of is his the window, of what was this? <laughs> what was there before yeah. is no longer there. Gone, vanished. What an intriguing conundrum. The entirety of Tokyo, <laughs> <laughs> but not without trace. It has left debris and fire everywhere. Mm. <laughs> what can these clues mean? Well, I think that the two greatest team, uh, the greatest detective team, mm-hmm. Gajura. And Godzilla, yeah. Bless you. Gorilla Whale and Sherlock Holmes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I guess on the flip side as well, whenever they need to do like a smaller case, like mm-hmm. up, oh, someone's it's been a murder on the old and like yeah, okay. on the moors. It's a pretty big case. On the moors. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I thought you were going to say like the case of the missing handkerchief or something. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, sure, okay. yeah, like a homicide. Yeah, sure. yeah, homicide on the moors. Godzilla just yep. comes in, just fucking steps on, <laughs> just steps on the fucking <laughs> so house. It's a real angel like, summoner situation. Oh, God damn it! He's <laughs> just destroyed yeah. all of the. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So it's like there's a there's a murder in the in the Moorish, <laughs> tiny village, um, in the in the sort of Quan Quandocks. There's a what's the fucking place? Anyway, tiny village. Ten people live there. It's one of them. Godzilla does step on the entire village, brutally murdering every possible uh, suspect. And what? They have to apologize to the families. <laughs> still solve post, kind of post-mortem, uh, solve the case. Yeah, it's just, it's a, it's a more so difficult... So figure out which corpse to defile. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and maybe over the course of the season, they're trying to work out who raised Tokyo to the ground. Mm, that's kind of the overarching thing. And I have a feeling it might be Godzilla. <laughs> and meanwhile, Godzilla's harboring a big secret. <laughs> Can he cover it up? Because he's always got like, he like walks into Sherlock Holmes's kitchen and he's reading the newspaper and like Godzilla like quickly kind of scrapes 10 bodies off his foot and kind of like quickly <laughs> flushes them down the toilet. <laughs> while while um, um, Downey Jr. is reading the newspaper. <laughs> it's like, did you say something, Godzilla? <laughs> <laughs> no worries. <laughs> <laughs> Just to the toilet. Is anyone in there? I say, Godzilla. <laughs> Are you using the can? <laughs> <laughs> you do make such a terrible roar. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's got legs. <laughs> it's got actually legs at the wazoo. I think then, I mean, then you build in all of both of their natural enemies. I mean, well, then you have fucking Mothra, giant moth, yeah. and um, Moriarty team up <laughs> <laughs> to like <laughs> to you know steal the princesses. Um, neckerchief yep. and also destroy London. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, great. <laughs> yeah, great. Mm. Each of them have their own specific motives. One bent yeah. on stealing things from the royal family and the other on mm-hmm. destroying 
completely raising all of civilization to the ground. Yeah, yeah, fabulous. Hmm. Great, great. Well, that is that's a home run. That is that's a um, that's a mashup. That's a mashup, baby. Mm-hmm. Godzilla and Sherlock Holmes mm. teaming up to solve crimes such as who destroyed Tokyo mm-hmm. and who sold the princess's jewels. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. uh, evil duo of Moriarty and Mothra are scheming their next plot to steal the mm. Pink Panther and also destroy the world. <laughs> destroy all human living sentient beings. But Mo- Moriarty's I'm also very <laughs> Moriarty's also really intrigued to see Sherlock smaller. riding Godzilla <laughs> and Moriarty riding Mothra. <laughs> <laughs> Battle them Jousting <laughs> Yeah exactly Jousting these Tiny jousts On top of these Magnificent beasts <laughs> Trying be... to knock each other Off the beasts It's really difficult For the uh, <laughs> The beasts to The enough. saddles To get close enough <laughs> They're kind of like Rubbing up Back to back, <laughs> letting these two aging idiots <laughs> battle it out with their two jousts. British scholars <laughs> jousting. Powerful <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, image. That's your front. That's your like one sheet. That's the sort of poster for this thing. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> Downey Junior is. <laughs> is on a giant <laughs> lizard on a tiny saddle <laughs> holding a big stick <laughs> um please if you if you enjoy this podcast uh please tell a friend share like find us on instagram mm. uh we can say that now jump on spotify it means something yeah, it does yeah <laughs> uh jump jump around jump around uh, and uh, we'll see you next week for another episode of Steamy Potential. <laughs> <laughs>